Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. Hello, everybody. How are you feeling tonight? Are we good? Oh, good. You sound you sound happy to be here. I'm very happy about that. Did everyone have a nice holiday? Yeah, me too. It was great. Hey, um, I want to tell you a little. Do you know what I did over while you guys were on on school holidays? We, my, myself and the senior team, um, which is you know like all of us who sort of do the planning, planning, planning behind all of the youth stuff. We went away for a couple of days, and we yeah, it was awesome actually. And we just chilled out. We said it's cool. There's no youth. Kid. No, we didn't do that. We go away at this time every year to plan for next year, how we can make youth better for you guys, how we can um, grow you guys even more, how we can make this more relevant for you. Um, and so we spend a whole weekend just thinking about you and how we can, we can grow you and, and, and get you, help you to know Jesus better. So in this time, we like to have fun too. We did play a game of, an epic game of sardines in this like three-story house. And Josh literally, he hid and he timed it because he knew he had such a good hiding spot, 11 minutes. We were walking around the house at midnight in the dark with our phones looking for Josh for 11 minutes. Right? How, yeah, that deserves a slow clap. He was, he was in this, there was like a bench that lifted up and he, what are we saying? Anyway, it was amazing. He, he had to basically hide with dead rats to do that. But anyway, one of the things that we did on this weekend was we, we decided to give each other really terrible presents. So we had a $5 limit and we knew who we were buying for. And we gave each other really bad presents. And so my, I was buying for Claire Burgess. And anyone who knows Claire Burgess knows that she's got a touch of the OCD, a little bit of a perfectionist. So what did I buy her? I bought her like uh, an alphabet stamp set and I took out just the C, threw it in the bin, and then a 100-piece puzzle and just took out one piece. Destroyed that piece beyond recognition, put it in the bin, and she hated it so much because we all like a little bit of perfection in our lives don't we we like to have things just right so I just want to mess with your heads a little bit and just show you some photos right now does it make you cringe yeah (laughs) right at least they made that work rubbish you have to read this one Dale do you hate this honestly Pines, what were you thinking? <laughs> Literally, I have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> is that all of them? No. Yes. Okay. How good's that? Oh, getaway youth. What? Who uses a U as Y-O-U? Anyway, can I just tell you a little secret right now? I wasn't supposed to be up here tonight. Did you know that Dree was the one who was going to speak tonight? She had a whole talk written for you and about as we were starting the leaders meeting she came up and said tree i've got i'm getting a migraine i'm gonna have to go home can you do this and so i started writing this talk at about seven o'clock tonight as you guys were arriving so just letting you know it's gonna be messy i'm gonna forget things and stuff up and lose my place i might have to read my notes a whole lot more than i usually do it's not going to be perfect but you know what's the best thing is that tonight is all about our new series which is hashtag not so perfect. I know, right? So this is going to be a perfect example of how God can use imperfect people and imperfect situations and imperfect talks to do something great. So 
who was really who really just did not like that feeling of watching all of those little OCD things? Yeah, Claire, yeah, right? Dale, is do you hate it as well? Josh has got a jumper that messes with Dale's head because the the lines don't match up. <laughs> he wears it literally just to annoy Dale. Now, so the theme the theme that we're doing this term is hashtag not so perfect. It's all about how we're trying. We we have this this feeling like we need to be perfect in our life. We've got topics like how to be the perfect guy or girl, how to be the perfect friend, how to have the perfect life. And we're not actually talking about being the perfect guy or girl having perfect life because we all know that that's impossible. It's kind of like one of those ironic titles. But um, the reason that we did this is because as leaders, we've had so many conversations with, with you guys about um, hearing about things that are worrying you and concerning you. And it comes down to a lot of the time, we're not feeling good enough. And we don't know why. And I think a lot of it is you guys are growing up in a society, like we all live in a, a pretty crazy society that kind of ideal, um, idolizes perfection. I mean, like there's models who are super hot already and they're being photoshopped because like their thighs are just not quite thin enough or like they've got to fix up the cheekbone. You know, we've all got, everyone's done the, the put a filter to make yourself look a little bit hotter on your selfie. Am I right, girls? Am I right? Thank you. <laughs> Brody. Yeah, he's done it too. Uh, <laughs> you know, we choose the happy, the fabulous, the really fun photos to put up on our social media. And, you know, we kind of feel the need to, to have it all together, to be perfect, to not show our weaknesses or our stuff-ups. But newsflash, none of you and, none, and I am not perfect. We can't be perfect. And feeling like we need to be perfect, whether that's being the perfect girlfriend or boyfriend, the perfect son or daughter, perfect student, perfect Christian. Does anyone feel like they need to be that sometimes? The perfect athlete? I'm certainly not that. It creates like a tension and an anxiety in our lives. We live in fear of making a mistake or of someone seeing us mess up or, or we don't like to be vulnerable and admit our weaknesses. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that we're living in a, an age where teenage anxiety levels are at an all-time high. So can I give you some good news tonight? You don't have to be perfect because the God who made you is actually perfect. And I know not everyone here tonight follows Jesus and that's totally okay. You may have not even heard about Jesus except for the fact that he was like a baby one time at Christmas and now we get presents. That's totally fine. If that is all you know about Jesus, you are welcome to come here no matter what you believe. And we are so happy that you're here. Can I just ask, maybe come along this term and see what this whole not having to be perfect thing is all about. Come and learn a little bit more about Jesus. Because when you know Jesus, when you have a relationship with God, not only does he forgive you for all the mistakes, I'm spitting, just adhering to the whole not so perfect thing here. Um, he doesn't care if you've made mistakes and he'll forgive you for them. Um, but he's also, he's got your back. He knows that you can't be perfect and he doesn't expect perfection. In fact, he loves it when we come to him with all of our flaws and our weaknesses and we say, God, I just need you. Tonight, I was literally just saying that down there. God, I need you. I can't do this on my own because, and it's not about me. He can use literally anyone to change the world. And if you don't believe me, if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, well, you say that tree, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know my past. Can I just say, he has used some rippers in the past because the Bible is full of stories of people who made massive mistakes, people who have stuffed up in the biggest ways and God used them to make history. I'm going to tell you a few of them because they're really fun. These are the ones I could think of at the top of my head and these are not necessarily all details perfect because, like I said, I wrote it like an hour ago. Um, Moses, 
probably most of you have heard of this guy. He was the one Charlton Heston played him in the movie. That was a really old one. You probably don't even know who Charlton Heston is. Uh, Prince of Egypt, Disney movie. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So he was, he was a murderer. Did you guys know that? He murdered someone and then he ran away for like 40 years because he didn't want to deal with it. He was a coward and he actually had a stutter as well, I'm pretty sure. But God used him to set like a million, that's my biblical scholarly term because I don't know actually exactly how many it was, but it was a lot of people free. So the Israelites were trapped in Egypt. They were being held as slaves and God used Moses, the one that they didn't like, the one that ran away, that killed a dude. He used him to not only gather all of those people together and convince them to leave, but they get to this ocean, have nowhere to go. The armies are coming up behind them and he puts his staff in the, in the, in the ground and splits the sea. I mean, God did that, but he used God, he used Moses to do that. The murderer, the coward, the stutterer. And they all escaped on dry land. How about this one? This one's a ripper. So Sarah and Abraham, you probably, lots of you may not have heard of them. They were like this super old couple in the Bible and they did not have any kids. Sarah was barren. She couldn't have kids. But God had told Abraham, I will make your descendants more than the stars in the sky. And so Sarah's going, well... I just don't know how this is going to work. I'm like, 100? There's nothing going on in here. It's like it's going to be a miracle if we even have sex, let alone, you know, make a baby. So she goes, okay, Abraham, like, I've got this. I don't think God's thought this. Sorry, guys, did I just gross you out? <laughs> Good. I'm glad that grosses you out. Anyway, um, so she goes, oh, Abraham, I've got an idea. I think God got a little bit mixed up. Maybe go sleep with the maid and have a baby with her. Yeah. Did she, like, she actually thought that that was a good idea. And it, it, like, that's a recipe for disaster. And it was a disaster. But God was faithful. And he actually, she did actually get pregnant and have a son. His name was Isaac. And long story short, like, many, 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 many descendants and pretty much the whole, like, Israelite tribe came from them, from the old, barren, faithless woman. Uh, who else? David. Does everyone know of David? He's the guy from the whole David and Goliath story can sling a slingshot. He was also a great king. But did you know that when he was king, he had a moment of weakness or many moments of weaknesses. And he, he found this woman, he saw her bathing on the roof, like in the, in the song, and just wanted her. So, but she was married. And so he basically forced her to do it. Had an affair with a married woman. That's, if that's not bad enough. Like she didn't want, like, well, it doesn't say it in the Bible. It implies that she didn't really want to. But he was the king, so she couldn't say no. Then he goes and has her husband killed because, like, it made him feel slightly... I don't know why. I'm not going to even get into the becauses. But really, adultery and murder. And yet God used him to become one of the greatest kings. And he wrote a massive chunk of the Psalms, which is in the Bible, that we read when, we're going, when we go to... I know that's one of the books that I go to when I'm having a rough day and I just need to, you know, to, to vent and to feel better and... Um, and to read someone who was a bit messed up as well. The point is, he stuffed up and he came back to God and went, I'm so sorry. And God went, it's all right, let's keep going. What about, there's this guy called Peter in, uh, in the new part of the Bible, which is all the, the Jesus side. Uh, he hung out with Jesus. He was one of Jesus' best mates. And he was like, Jesus, I will go anywhere with you. I'll do anything for you. I'll never leave you. I'm your man, Jesus. And Jesus was like, okay, yeah. Then when he gets... So, so Jesus gets arrested and everyone's looking for his followers as well. 
And Peter denied him. Peter was like, Jesus who? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that guy in my life. Do not hang out with him. Three times, three separate occasions, people asked him, aren't you that guy who hangs out with Jesus? No, not me. After he'd said, I will never leave you, Jesus. But you know what? Jesus said to him and called him the rock on which his, he will build his church. And Jesus and God used Peter to build the early church that grew into the church that we know today. How about this guy, Paul? So Paul was... Um, he wrote pretty much half of the New Testament, which is like the second half of the Bible. So big deal, big, big Christian, built a lot of the early church as well. Do you know what he did before he started doing that? He was the one who was killing all of the Christians, who was persecuting all the He was like the guy in the Christian killing game. So why am I telling you all this? Is it to kind of make you depressed or confused? No, I just want you to know that God uses imperfect people to do really big things. And what did they have in common? What was the common thread there? Disaster, maybe. Um, but these people knew that they stuffed up and that they needed God and they admitted it. And this is, this is actually from Paul, that, that guy that I was telling you about that killed all the Christians before he was one. He says this, and I love it. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in persecutions, in difficulties. What he's saying is, I delight in not being perfect. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Because he knows that it's up to God. So what I'd love for you to take away from tonight is that we actually don't need to have it all together. God is perfect, so we don't have to be. Now, we didn't know this is all happening tonight. Louise didn't know, um, if you want to come up, Louise, sorry, I just accidentally introduced you without introducing you. Told you it was going to be a hashtag not so perfect. Can everyone give it up for Louise, please? <laughs> Right? So Louise had no idea what the topic for tonight was, nor that she was going to be dragged up on stage. But she wrote um, a devo that she shared, a devotion that she shared with us at the leaders meeting tonight. And I just thought it was so perfect. So she's going to share that with you now. So um, recently I'd been reading the book of Joshua in the Bible and I wanted to share a little bit of that with you. So a bit of background was that Moses was the leader of the Israelites, which were God's chosen people, and he died. And then so Joshua, who was like his second in charge, he, like it was his turn to lead the Israelites. And he was about to start like the massive journey. So I wanted to read to you what God said to him before, like before he started leading them. He said, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and courageous. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so you will be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous, no, sorry, prosperous and successful. <laughs> Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So what I kind of got from that verse was that God told him to be strong and courageous three times. Um, and each time he tells Joshua this, it's because of who God is and his plans, never about Joshua. So he says, be strong and courageous because I have already promised you the land. He says, be strong and courageous because I have already given you my word and the path to success. And he says, be strong and courageous because our God is a present God. He will never leave us and he wants to be involved with our lives. And he could lead well because he knew God and he trusted his plan. So when I read this, it reminded me of a time in my own life. 
and I was on a CYC camp, which is a camp for, like a holiday camp just for people from different churches. And I had four girls in a primary school and they were in my cabin and it came to the first night and they were asking me all these questions about God and the Bible and I was really excited to talk to them about it and I was sharing with them um, some of my answers and we were reading parts of the Bible so that they could discover for themselves what, like the answer to their questions. But then they told me that they wanted to speak to the camp director about their questions so we arranged for him to sit with them at breakfast. But I was a little bit rattled and shaken up and I thought that maybe I hadn't done a good enough job at answering their questions. And I remembered this as I was reading the verse, that it's not about us, not even a little bit, and that we're only tiny parts in the journeys of other people and that God is the ultimate goal. But I believe that when God says, be strong and courageous, we need to be strong enough to believe that leading is not about how good you are at stuff, but about how good God is and that you're here for his purpose, even if that means not always getting it perfect. Thanks, Louise. I think that was pretty much close to perfect, <laughs> ironically. Um, thank you so much. I just, I, I want to say you really embodied that tonight because I know that it probably wasn't a comfortable thing for you to get up here or even share it with the youth team, but you did it. And I saw the look on your face when I asked you to get up and do it tonight. And I could see you have that moment with God going, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to be strong and courageous because it's not about me. So I just love you. Good job. So, I mean, there's not much more I can say after that. But whatever you're facing in your life, whatever limitations, struggles, imperfections, your stuff-ups, your insults, the problems... Whatever you're dealing with, can you know that God has got your back? That he is perfect and you don't have to be. It doesn't have to be about you and your stuff-ups. It can be all about him and his plan for your life. And if you don't know God, can I encourage you, can you just be open to him? Maybe just give reading the Bible a go. go like you can get an app. It's super easy. Or just try praying. Try talking to him. Ask him for help in whatever you're struggling with. Maybe stay for face down tonight. This is a time where we just hang out with God and, and worship him and, and talk to him. Give that a go. Because even though you don't know him, he knows you and he loves you and he wants to do big things through you even though you're not perfect. Now, I love this verse. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I want you to take that into your weeks. And I just know, I know I talk about my kids a lot and I almost got through a whole message without talking about my kids. But I've actually been, my girls have been memorizing that verse, which is just another funny coincidence for tonight. I couldn't, I didn't have time to put it on the screens and I know half of you don't care, but I know that there are some of you who will really appreciate the adorable video I've got of them. So come and see me afterwards and I'll show it to you and you'll just totally make my day because I can show off my cute kids. So can I encourage you? Please go into your weeks, whether you know God or not, with the mantra, I am going to be strong and courageous. I am not going to be afraid or discouraged for the Lord my God is with me wherever I go. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.